The Avengers. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Earth's mightiest heroes type thing. Yes. I've met them. Yeah. Takes us a while to get any traction, I'll give you that one. I don't like bullies. I don't care where they're from. The end is near. We're gonna need some help. When you said we were going to open Wakanda to the rest of the world, this is not what I imagined. What did you imagine? The Olympics? Maybe even a Starbucks? That guy's brain is a bag full of cats. You could smell crazy on him. I've care how you speak. Loki is beyond reason, but he is of Asgard. And he is my brother. He killed 80 people in two days. He's adopted. I'm Peter, by the way. Doctor Strange. Oh, you're using your made-up names. Then I am Spider-Man. And I... am... Iron Man. W... Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 669, and together we're going to celebrate the magic of the Disney parks, movies, and Disney Cruise Line here on the podcast, my weekly live video on Facebook, community videos, books, audio tours, and more. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and find everything else at www.radio.com. This week, we're going to review our WW Radio Marvel Day at Sea group cruise and talk about things like pre-cruise planning, what to expect and do on board, our exclusive group events, tips to get the most out of your next Disney cruise, and much more. I'll then have our Disney trivia question of the week and more updates at the end of the show. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. good things to those who wait. Sometimes some things are really worth waiting and or melting for. In this case, I'm referring to our Marvel Day at Sea cruise, which was originally scheduled for January 2021. And after a year of not so patiently waiting, we were finally able to have our WW Radio cruise aboard the Disney Magic from Miami on a five night voyage, dare I say, adventure. So I want to look at not only our time on board and ashore, but what the entire cruise experience and preparation is like now. And to do that, I have invited a few friends and fellow cruisers to join me, each bringing different experiences, perspectives, and opinions. And of course, I want to welcome back to the show Lisa Donato-Glasner from the Castle Run and Core Memory Candles, who is a repeat group cruiser uh, who went with her family and small children. So Lisa, welcome back. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk about this happy topic. (laughs) Jeff C., a man of many talents and I think websites uh, who is a first-time group cruiser, a first-time Disney cruiser, and a first-time cruiser to cruiser. Jeff, welcome. Thank you, sir. Thank you for inviting me. And (laughs) Becky Mankin. You're scaring me right travel, now. Cruising royalty who brings, wow. well, she brings a lot to the table and we'll just leave it at that. Uh, it is so good to see you once again after what was for so many reasons an incredibly 
memorable cruise and adventure. And I put memorable in air quotes because it means a lot for a lot of different reasons that we're going to get into. And before we get into the cruise itself, um, I want to ask Jeff and, and, and Lisa sort of like for I understand my answer, like for why this cruise. Right. But why? This cruise, um, I had a chance to experience Marvel Day at Sea uh, back in 2019 with my son. I instantly fell in love with it, and, and I still, even after this cruise, consider it to sort of be the best cruise other than Alaska in terms of what is on board and, and overall experience and memory. So um, Lisa and, and Jeff, talk to me about why for you, why this cruise, why come as a group, why Marvel Day at Sea, etc. So we're huge Marvel fans and I have two little boys who are Marvel fans. So obviously there were all sorts of reasons to want to do this specific cruise. That being said, in total honesty, when we initially booked it, I wasn't even looking at the fact that it was Marvel. It was just, obviously we'd had cruises canceled in the past as, as the group. And this was the first one back. I knew we would all be together um, right out of Miami, which made it really, really simple, obviously. But I think it was just the idea of being back on a ship finally. And with this amazing group of people, and everything else was just details. Well, for well for me, um, I really had no interest ever getting on a ship. I just never thought that was something. I thought I saw Titanic way too many times, and I thought if it went down, me floating in one of those life rings would be a perfect little – my big booty would be the perfect little shark appetizer. So I didn't have any desire until I started getting involved in the WWW – WDW radio right off the tongue, doesn't it? <laughs> community. And, the, and I saw your post with, with Marvel with, you shared some of the stuff that was going on and I'm a Marvel fan. And uh, my wife and I were with the COVID stuff. We weren't able to do our uh, 25th anniversary. And I thought, well, let's try this. This sounds fun and exciting adventure. And we went on it and uh, I was so enthralled with just the, the community. I already had booked like, I think three cruises, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I'm like, I better like cruising or I'm, I'm really in trouble. So, um, but we went on it and I had a blast. Um, it was our first cruise, like you had mentioned before, and I just fell in love with cruising, especially Disney cruising. And Becky, I think I sort of know your answer already. And sort of even just taking the group aspect out of it too, just as a, from a, a cruising fan and a Marvel fan perspective, I know we talk about this a lot, just sort of the appeal of what this cruise brings, because it is very different than a regular cruise, this single day that is focused on a specific theme. We've done Star Wars Day at Sea before. There's Pixar Day at Sea coming in 2023. So I know that just from a, a fan perspective, this was something you were looking forward to doing too. Absolutely. One of the things that has been so exciting was when they announced Marvel Day at Sea. I think you and I were on the phone immediately and said, we have to do this. And it it's such a wonderful blend of the IP and the Disney experience on a cruise ship. Um, I I would have gone if it wasn't a group, but I'm so glad we did it as a group because it was so much more fun with everybody involved. Yeah, and it's interesting from Jeff's perspective. I mean, you, Jeff, clearly you're an all-in kind of guy. You're going to go from not cruising to three cruises and not cruising just you and your wife or you and your family. Like you're going with a group of people, most of whom you had never met before. Was that <laughs> was that potential i mean i know we've we've been friends for a long time but especially right. for your wife is that like all right honey listen this is what we're going to do we're going to miami and we're getting on a cruise with a bunch of strangers <laughs> so it it was 
Well, we'll get into it, but the whole – it was a nerve-wracking experience, to be honest. I mean it was probably the most stressful vacation I've ever had, but um, – well, until you get on the ship. But um, it, I, I was really – because I knew um, there were some people who I met through Momentum on that were going to be on board. Uh, then, and, and the cool thing was is you had the the uh, Facebook group, the fi- private Facebook group that we could get on there beforehand and see what was getting planned and get to know each other. And like Ray Stockton was sharing tips on he had gone cruising a couple months before, and this is what happened, and this is the procedures. So that was really f- helpful and I think made me feel really, really comfortable on you know the procedures and what was going to happen on the cruise, especially for a first-time cruiser. Yeah, and to your point about the stress, um, we all sort of giggled and chuckled a little bit internally and externally. And it's not the cruise itself; it was especially that that finite period, sort of day of. But I think we should talk a little bit about the, the preliminaries before you even get to the port. And I don't want to go too deep into this. Uh, we've talked and I've written about uh, on on the show and on the blog about sort of where we are and it's a very sort of ever-changing ever-evolving state in terms of procedures and protocols regarding COVID and everything else in terms of getting on the ship Um, I would absolutely recommend like without a doubt when you book your cruise you check the DCL website you check your app you certainly check with hopefully your mouse fan travel advisor as you are getting ready but right now there is there are some more steps there's some additional preparation that has to take place in terms of you know everybody having to be vaccinated and uploading your vaccination cards and the safe passage website there's a lot of steps that have to be taken which can potentially be overwhelming it can potentially be stressful um lisa i know you actually did a very very lengthy and very thorough blog post about all of those different things that you need to think about and consider, which is super helpful, but you're right. I mean, there is, there's a lot to sort of think about. It's actually why having, I think, and Becky, I don't mean to sound this as, as a shameless plug, but it is, but it's why having a travel advisor, especially if you've never cruised before is helpful to help you navigate, no pun intended, some of those, um, they're not difficult. They're just sort of time sensitive hurdles that you have to get through. And they're important pieces too. And, and it's one of the reasons, and, and I know it's been difficult and it's stressful to go through all of these hoops, but it's one of the reasons why a cruise vacation right now is one of the safest ways to travel because we are testing beforehand. We are making sure that people are vaccinated before you get on board. So all the steps, yeah, it, when you're waiting for the test. And, and again, some cruise lines allow you to test two days before you even go. So Disney handles it a little bit different by testing you at the port. Other cruise lines allow it two days before. So it does vary by cruise line and by protocol. But while it's stressful, it did allow us why we, after we did get through that hoop and you get on board, you know, everyone's vaccinated, everybody's tested negative, and it allows you to kind of relax a little bit after what we've been through the last few years. Can I, can I just tell the procedure that like, cause we went and, and so we had some issues even beforehand because there's that winter weather that came through right, right before it. And so I woke up and we had, and Sue Passauer was our uh, MEI travel agent and she's amazing. And so I woke up at three because we would fly out of Dallas and I woke up at three the night before going, there's no way Dallas is going to stay open. 
because they freak out when there's a dusting of snow and everybody buys all the eggs and milk in the whole state. And it's, you know, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> they're all making, they're all making, you know, French toast or something. But anyway, the, I knew it was going to shut down. So I said, we're going to have to drive it, Jody. I said, we're just going to have to go. And so luckily I was able to call Sue and like, cause I had no idea. This is my first cruise. I'm like, I don't know. Can I park at the port? Do you, do I have to go through a barge system? I don't know what I'm doing here. And so she was super helpful. She called down and said, Hey, you can park right here. It's going to be this much money. This is what I would suggest you do. And we had already had gone through her and we were staying a night uh, extra before the cruise in Miami at the, the, the group hotel. So that was really helpful. So, but it was super stressful. And then you get to the port going, still not knowing if you're going to have to turn around or not. I saw Lou was there before and in the group and his group made it and everybody was sigh of relief. And then Lisa and I were still there waiting and we were like, I don't know. And her family's there. And you looking at this board where it says, you know, cleared to sail. Then other one was consult. And everybody knows what that means. It means like you are not getting on the ship. So Lisa got on and then I'm there waiting and this family right next to me, they got the call and they stood up and I saw the wife like rubbing her husband's shoulders and they're walking back that walk of shame back through the crowd. I'm just like, Oh, and it's just, it was super nerve wracking, but then you're right. When you get on that ship and have a couple of drinks, you're it's fine. It feels feel really, really good. Becky, Becky was actually drinking at the port. She just had a drink. Just, just needed to wait. You, you just needed to, to test uh, negative. That's all I was yeah. waiting for. So yeah, um, exactly. And, and, and and one of the, I just want to give a quick tip for those who, um, who do have that, that fear of testing positive at the port. I highly recommend that you take one of the home tests that even before you leave for the port, then I took a test the night before we boarded just to make sure so that I had a feeling of where I was going to be. So we always advise clients before you fly, uh, to have your family take one of the, the home tests. Lisa, yeah, I'm so nothing to... is perfect, but we were definitely home testing also. And I think for, for me, like I'm a grown up, and if somebody tells me I can't get on a cruise, I'm disappointed, but like my life goes on. But yeah, I had two little kids, kids too. And it was very like I, it was all just about them and like how nerve-wracking it was to not want to be telling them. And I had like a mental plan for like what we were gonna do with the money if we couldn't get on the <laughs> ship. So nobody was was upset. Um it's funny though. I laughed when Jeff said it was the most stressful test. Like to me, it was like, it was the most stressful vacation I've ever taken until the vacation started. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. At which right. point I probably still needed about 45 minutes to like decompress. <laughs> I may have cried on deck. I may have cried. <laughs> and that wasn't because I saw the crab, but it was actually because we were on board. Well, and, and Lisa, and what I was going to refer to, I'm going to link to your article because I like how you break down sort of the, the the timetable leading up to it. And I think what was happening was not just the things that you needed to do in preparation for it in terms of, you know, having your card uploaded, having your photo uploaded, making sure you've got your passport, all the things that you need to sort of do. But that 24 hours before the cruise, and and I say this not as a cautionary tale. I mean, it's it's funny in retrospect, and hopefully things continue to ease up. But it was very, very stressful. Even the night before, I could tell it wasn't just me and my family, but there were others. Like, we would go out to dinner, be like, what are you doing touching people? What what are you, nuts? You don't hug anybody? Like, because we were so freaked out about what was going to happen the next day. And I, it's like, I'm not joking when I said I had these, like, Bugs Bunny cartoon-like images in my mind of 
testing positive, and if one person in your group tests positive, nobody could go. I'm like, that's fine. All three of us will take different cars to the port, so we're not together, but it's not going to matter because you're in the same stateroom. But standing on like this you know, fictional dock, just waving as the ship went by with everybody in the group on it. Um, it was it was very yeah, tensions were the very green- high at at the port. Um, and then when you do wait, but then when you do see your green and there's a sigh of relief, and it's okay to admit that we all might have actually cried a sigh of relief. But then as you're walking towards the the next phase where you're going to check in and get on the ship. I would look around and I'd see some people still sitting there sort of like slumped in their chairs with sad puppy dog eyes just waving at you. And they're like, God, I hope they get on too. Yeah, exactly. But the good news is let's move on from this piece because we had a very large group. As a matter of fact, we had about 25% of our group was, was the full sailing number and nobody tested positive. Everybody tested negative and everybody got on board. All those, all that advice to bathe and hand sanitizer we were posting in the group clearly right. paid off. See, and that putting you in a in a plastic bubble for like three weeks worked great. So you guys don't didn't have the additional <laughs> Becky like quotient going on. Where every single day, or God forbid, like I was out doing a live show. She's like, "Are you insane, man? What are you? Where doing are you? Into your bubble? Why are you outside?" Yeah, exactly, and and. From the area of the country that I was from, everybody was doing that anyway. You you had masks everywhere and everybody was still staying inside. But um, yeah, just to limit the exposure and a couple of weeks beforehand. And obviously, if you've had COVID, it's a it's a better case scenario because you just show the fact that you had it. And you get a doctor's note. You don't even have to test when you go on board. So again, all of those protocols are going to be changing. We're right now seeing mask mandates kind of going away in different areas and the, the COVID numbers are coming down. So it's going to be a fantastic summer for cruising. Yeah. Now, and now is the time and now is the best time to cruise because not only were we 25% of the ship, but the ship was about 25% full. Yeah, the it was numbers actually we were hearing there was like eight, nine hundred or so people on board right. the entire ship. We'll, we'll talk about that part of the experience. But because of some of these changes that have been happening with with cruising, it, it affected us sort of as a group too. Becky and I, I mean, literally <laughs> it was the day before we were printing things out because we did not have clear um a clear idea of what we were going to be able to do um, in terms of being limited limited with venues and distancing. So there was a lot of pivoting. There was a lot of pivoting going on, um, but I think it actually worked out. So let's talk a little bit about some of the things that we did. And then we'll, like as a group, as a WWE radio group, and then we'll talk about the cruise overall in general, because my thought and my hope for, for you know Jeff and Lisa is that, Doing it as a group and some of the group activities that we had planned were one of the reasons why you wanted to cruise. You know, you could have cruised by yourself. You could have chosen a different uh, a different sailing, but you chose to cruise as a group. So we try and do as much as possible to give you the opportunity to participate as much or as little as you like. And if you've never cruised with us before, I'll just sort of quickly go through some of the things that we did on this cruise and then Lisa and Jeff, I'd love to hear your thoughts about it. Certainly Becky, you as well. Um, even the night before, like we have a welcome center at the group hotel. And then when you get on board, um, we have D lounge. We had D lounge, which was, which served as a welcome center for members of the group to come check in, 
get their lanyard, get their credentials, and then sign up for some of the other activities that we were doing, like a uh, a scavenger hunt. We had a door decorating contest. We had a magnet exchange. Um, instead of a fish extender exchange, which we've done in the past, we had a magnet exchange this year uh, with some daily magnet surprises, which we'll touch on in a minute, including some surprises even for Becky Menken. We <laughs> yeah. had um, a white elephant gift exchange because for me, it doesn't matter when Christmas is. I, I love the white elephant exchange. Um, we dined together. In main dining, we had a couple. We had an ice cream social on Castaway Key. Uh, we normally uh, will, after the kids' clubs close, we're able to rent out those venues and have a kids' club takeover party, which I would have loved to have done on the ship because, especially of the Marvel theme in there, we couldn't do it. We pivot, so we do late night pajama parties up on deck. Um, I'm really curious to hear, especially for Jeff, who's never done that before, what that is like walking through the ship in your pajamas. And then we had a great farewell party at Cabanas. So I'd love for each of you, um, Lisa, Jeff, and Becky, to talk about some of the different group activities, what you participated in, what you enjoyed, um, you know, and sort of your level of uh, interaction with going together as a group. So I love that we did the magnet exchange when we couldn't do fish extenders. That was just a really creative, like fun way to interact with the group. Like that made us, we had to like think out of the box and come up with something different besides the fish extenders that we usually do. Uh, just to quickly um, explain to what we mean by a magnet exchange. So anybody who wanted to participate basically signed up in advance and you were assigned another stateroom that was your designated stateroom to um, go and place whenever you wanted during the cruise a magnet or magnets um, on there. It was just sort of like a fun, simple, easy exchange that you can do and a great way to to show off your creative side, meet and uh, and interact with some of the other cruisers as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So that was that was great. I think. I mean, I could talk about all of them, and they were all fun, like the pajama parties and all that good stuff. But. Like to me, the white elephant, like we love a good white elephant anyway. They're a lot of fun and like always like a good way to get to know people and like everybody sort of gets comfortable with each other. Um, but for me, it like the white elephant was like, it was almost like an emotional, <laughs> emotional experience for me. And it speaks to like how important sailing with this particular group is to my family, because first of all, there weren't that many kids on the ship for a variety of reasons. Probably it was during, you know, the school year and, you know, things related to the requirements right now, but there weren't a ton of kids on the ship, but my kids like are so loved by this group as a whole. And like what happened over the course of the white elephant and afterwards people like bringing them things and talking to them and showing them the comic books. And it was just such a cool, special experience that like, it's the one group event that stands out the most to me. Cause I really just left it like with such a full heart for like just being with this group with my family. People's good heart and good nature came out and, and showed themselves, showed it in spades, not just, you know, being, having fun with it and, and not being serious and cutthroat about it. But even after there were gestures made by people who saw, you know, maybe somebody had something taken away that they really would have liked. So they walked over and they gave it to them or said, Hey, three people, came up to me and said, this thing was taken away from this person. I want to pay for you to take them to Boathouse, like, which I obviously won't allow them to do because I'll take them to Boathouse anyway because yay, win for me. But the fact that they came up and, and thought about that and even somebody came up to me and said, Lou, 
I want you to have this because I saw you crying in the corner and I know you love Spider-Man so much. <laughs> and I didn't take it as much as I wanted to. But it, it, to your point, it goes to just the, the family. We talk about this community and this family and it, it, it it's it so evidences these words that we use so often. Yeah, and so we did um, – that That was probably our favorite one. I think we did every one except for maybe one of the pajama parties, and my wife loved all of them except for the beach bake. She didn't like the beach bake very much, uh, the f- group photo. Um, but <laughs> but um, – but, I'm like, Becky and I are like, what's the beach bake? <sighs> that was not on our schedule. Maybe should, baking at the beach would be better, yes. So um, no, that, but uh, so we had a good time. Uh, the white – so I, it was – I'm glad that this stuff happened afterwards, like, cause it was a little intense there when people were stealing, they were like, they wanted some of those uh, things. And uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't feel too bad that I stole from Nick. Um, the, the, uh, cause he won baby boy. Oh yeah. You He's know, all I would, grown up, but yeah. And he won like Marvel trivia. So he did not need the Marvel encyclopedia, yeah. but, and that was, that was like, I think what the cap was like 20 bucks. And I know how much that encyclopedia is. And I'm like, and it was the second time. I knew the third time I could keep it for myself, so I did it. So, but it was a lot of fun. Um, I didn't have any problems walking around uh, the. I mean, look at me. I mean, I don't have any problems walking around looking different. So I don't have any problems with pajamas throughout the ship. So that was fun. Um, yeah, it was. It, it was just a great way to to meet people, and then like, in a gentle way, extend. You know, because you have people you meet and you connect with. Like I knew from momentum and stuff, but this also not forced you in a bad way, but cause you to kind of expand your horizons a little bit and go outside of your comfort zone. And, and, Oh, that person was at, I did not know they were even on the ship. So yeah, they're at the elephant party. That's let's talk, you know, that kind of thing. So it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. Um, and the, and the, and it was just very low key. There wasn't a lot of stress. Like you said, you can come if you want, you don't have to. One time uh, my wife was really like, liking some of the live music we were listening to in the lounge. I said, well, I'm going to go up and go to this thing. And this is cool. She didn't have to be there. And I went and it was fun. So. So a quick question for you or, or for you both. One of the things that we we've always done is, is give everybody lanyards and credentials that are, that are themed with the, with the logo. We actually, we had a logo design contest before the cruise with some amazing entries, by the way, and huge congratulations to Keith Groshans who won it to this very cool comic book like design. I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, but actually what we ended up doing was taking some of the other designs that we loved so much and said, you know what, we're going to utilize these as well because they're so good. And that's why mm-hmm. we had a daily magnet delivery to everybody's stateroom with a surprise magnet each day. Huge thanks again, by the way, to Beatrice and Brian Dennis from Mouse Fan Travel who went every single day and distributed all of those magnets. Uh, so two questions for you. One, what was it like, especially you, Jeff, and you again, Lisa, Walking around the cruise and seeing other guests with the lanyards on, sort of knowing that you have something in common with a lot of these other guests that you see. And two, we didn't even talk about the magic tickets. Did you score <laughs> any magic tickets, um, which was something that that we've done on a couple of cruises? Becky and I were armed with um, 
a lot of different <laughs> numbered tickets that we were giving out throughout the uh, the cruise as we would encounter people. So whether I would go up and ask them a trivia question, if they were participating in one of our group activities, Becky would sometimes give them away just on a whim or because somebody bought you a cocktail. So talking about those yeah. two things, the lanyards part and the magic tickets. So I can Definitely start so. yeah. um, and just quickly, because I'm sure Jeff has more to say being new. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's always just so nice. You just have built in family on the cruise and the lanyards are just such a quick way to know that you've got a friend in the elevator or on the staircase or at the dinner table um, because they they mark us obviously very, very obviously. And um, it was even more so this time, because like we said, there were only like eight or 900 people on the ship and we were like 25% of, or more of that. So um, obviously there's a lot of lanyards and it made you feel very welcome as you wandered the ship or went to get a drink late at night or um, you know, wherever, wherever you were, you knew there were friends in the room. So that was really nice. And the magic tickets were a lot of fun, even though I did not win a prize. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I, I feel the same way. It also caused you to be on the the lanyards, caused you to be on your best behavior because you like could be identified like this isn't the group they're with. Um, but yeah, it was it was really nice to be able to just like Lisa was saying, uh, you know, drum up some conversation or like, what did you think of the you know the the Marvel you know Unite show that we just saw or whatever. So it was really great. I actually wore my lanyard home. My wife made fun of me trying to get in the door at our house with it, uh, <laughs> but I, I mean, I really, I mean, it was just part of you. You just I kept mine on the entire time. But mostly so I wouldn't lose anything. But um, and then the magic tickets, I thought was a great way. Like Lou gave me a couple extra ones because I braided the beard for pirate night. And, you know, uh, we had six desserts for every meal. That one of some. Um, but, yeah, so it was I mean, it was, and then Lou used them when he was trying to uh, trade people at the White Elephant. He would like oh. that was a little <laughs> illegal. I don't think that's really, there's some it was talk so in the back illegal. that that wasn't really a good yeah. thing. Like, how could he do that? That's not fair. There was going to be an uprising, but we we quieted him down in the back. That's like, right. I, think I still had the like cool Spider-Man sign taken away from me. So, <laughs> so I, I'll just chime in very quickly and add. I think sometimes the like uncalculated actions of like children are the most telling and honest things. And every time we take one of these trips, this time included, I'll walk into their rooms. And this time it was very cute. Like in Tyson's room, his little magic band that he had for the kids club, he had taken a little piece of tape and stood it up on his dresser and without fail, including this time, um, their lanyards are always like, they put them up in their rooms. So just like how much of the lanyard is like symbolic of the trip. Um, my kids always like come home and put them on display. So there are obviously a lot of memories tied to them. What I love about the lanyards is that there's people who maybe are new to the community or have never been to an in-person event in the community. And the moment they step on board, they see somebody with the lanyard and you immediately have something in common and you can start a conversation. And after doing so many of these, we've seen people come together and now they travel together every year and they become really close friends. And it's just a, a an immediate way of saying, hey, you're part of this group and I want to get to know you. And it helps break the ice and it allows you to, to get to know people. And I love that piece. Yeah, that Lou and I too. actually had this really nice conversation with some of the people who had sailed alone on the last night of the cruise. Um, I don't know if you'd relate it to you, Becky, but it's it, it was it was just so great because we were talking to this group of people who had sailed alone and they talked again a lot about the lanyards and like how welcome they felt and how nervous. And some of them were, you know, a little more introverted um and were kind of nervous coming into the cruise experience being alone. And 
to say the least, they had had a positive experience and everybody mentioned the lanyards. Yeah, that's great. And I was going to say, and you just mentioned something that's really, uh, one of the things that I love so much is it's the dining, putting people together at dining is, uh, this one is a little bit more challenging than other times because there were protocols and we had to be within certain protocols of people being together. But it, we try our best to put the singles together so that they all get to know each other and they can relate um, so they don't feel alone. And they've got a buddy now. And we had a group, I think, of eight singles that were all at one table and they ended up doing everything together and uh, throughout the cruise, which is a lot of fun to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody else was supposed to join us who went as a solo, unfortunately, had a scheduling conflict last minute. But to that point, that's one of the things I love seeing is is you come you you come solo, but you know you're not alone because you're surrounded by people that, again, have this this commonality. But I think, Lisa, I think it was the, the last night of the the pajama and chicken tender party that we had on deck that there were some of those solos and you saw the smiles on their faces. And I had noticed what some people start off in sort of their sort of very compartmentalized, like by themselves. And as the cruise went on, there were these little pods of, of friends that were spending time together. And I love the fact that Becky, you and your team were able to assemble them specifically at tables to help them, you know, make immediate friends and, and and find some people that they had things in common with and form those friendships. And we've seen those friendships extend, forget just for years, but we have friends, you know, like for decades, you know, Lori yeah. Oliveri and the Hoffmans have, they cruised, they met on a cruise and now Lori drags them on cruises you know, group <laughs> events together because that's the kind of friendship that they formed. Uh, and, and I love that. And I love seeing that it doesn't matter how many people you know or don't know when you come on board, we really try and make sure that, you know, you're going to spend time making friends along the way. I want to mention something about the events too. And and thank you guys so much for your input about those. It it makes me, it warms my heart because as Lou knows, this one was a little bit of a challenge. Uh, Usually we're apologizing because we don't have the, the schedule out 30 days in advance because you have to work with Disney and there's a lot of things that go on in the background. There's a lot of work that goes on in the the background, working with Disney to figure out what events we can have and what venues we can have and what we can do as a group. Because the one thing we never want to do is impact anybody else's um, experience on board. So we're always, you know, thinking about that. This one was interesting because we were like three days before the cruise and we were still trying to put all those little pieces together due to protocol. So coming up with things like, um, moving to uh, the outdoor spaces, which I think, Lou, you probably weren't too disappointed because it included chicken tenders. <laughs> Listen, um, <laughs> there's always a method to my madness. I will choose the good and make lemonade and, and the lemons. Food. And I'm like, wait a minute. If we can't go into the kids club, <laughs> I'm going to get late night pizza and chicken tenders. And it worked beautifully tenders when I get back to my room again. But uh, it was a lot of fun. And, and we always make sure we do things that everybody can participate in. And again, your level of participation really depends on you. You can do mm-hmm. as much or as little as you like. And I love see people seeing people who maybe we've never met before coming to every single event and, and really um, yeah. uh, take making the most out of the group experience. 
Yeah, I, I want our pajama parties late at night were definitely excellent. You know how people say like the cavalcades are like the great thing that came out of all of this at Disney. I think like late night pajama parties on deck are the great thing that came out of all of this. They they may stick around. I have a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> we might so have to I, start doing those for land events too, Becky. I know that would be cool. So I just want to say that, you know, we talked about the lanyards and how that helps you identify and there's that community aspect, but also I want to go back and just talk about once again, those, the groups that we had before the trip, like the thing we did our, we did the muster station right at the beginning. We were sit there on deck four and just Joey and I were just sitting there and Ray came by and I recognized him from his avatar on the Facebook group. And then I saw the, um, the uh the lanyard and so we struck up a conversation and he's such a nice guy we talked for a long time he gave us some pointers and so that was our first day and then on the last day of the trip it was kind of a perfect bookend ray was right behind us when we were getting off the ship and he was getting back on because he did a double dip but able to to be able to have that nice you know bookend for our first cruise seeing ray who was in the group and so helpful beforehand and seeing him at the end was just really really perfect uh, into our cruise journey yeah, one thing I want to sort of connect the dots a little bit with with the lanyards and, and some of the group activities and how they sort of extended beyond the confines of, of the WW Radio community. A couple of things that I saw had happened. One of the things that, that we did was I created a scavenger hunt um and i can hear some groans from people who have been who have maybe taken part in some of our <laughs> disneyland quests with hours in toontown or um quests we've done at, at the hollywood studios because i like to make them as, as challenging as possible this one was a little bit more challenging because i hadn't been on the magic release since the refurbishment so there were some things that changed but people who did the scavenger hunts. There were so many people that every time I saw them had their scavenger hunts with them. And it, it necessitated them interacting with crew members, which I love too. Right. So it, it, it invested the, the crew members become vested in this a little bit too. It lets guests talk to them as well. And there's a, a fun competitive aspect of it. I'll give credit to the winner, uh, Tina Pedraska. So there were, it came down to two people who had this, who have this wonderful friendly rivalry throughout the cruise, Gretchen and Tina Pedraski. And it came down to a score of 97 out of a hundred and 99 out of a hundred. And wow. Tina Pedraski won by two points. Although I promised that I would give them both uh, a prize because I was just, I just loved the dynamic. I love the participation and, and I loved, um, just how much fun they had with it. But one of the things that happened too, and it, not, it didn't just happen to me, but a couple other people told me a similar story. Becky, maybe it was you. But the, the second morning when I was going into Cabanas for my fourth, when I was going into Cabanas for breakfast, <laughs> um, one of the crew members stopped me and she, and she looks down and we have our name, everybody's name is on their credential. And she says, oh, Mr. Lou, I, I've been looking for you. I just want to let you know you know, on behalf of me and so many of the other crew members were so grateful. And she had a tear in her eye as she's saying, she was like, we're so grateful that you and your, your group chose to come on board. We appreciate you so very much. And we just want to let you know that. And I was, you know, I was chatting with her and processing and then it made me realize that because I guess there are so fewer people than normal, they really were, were grateful not just to have the, the physical bodies on board, but they also, she talked about just how much fun everybody was having and how, you know, kind and happy and respectful everybody was too. And it was really, really nice to hear, not just from a crew perspective, but a reflection of the group as well. 
Yeah. And, and this, the story that I was telling you was when I go on board for the first day, we have a pre-con meeting to meet with the officers and go through all of our events. So that they're aware of what we're doing and everything is, you know, matched up how it needs to be. And I asked them, so uh, is there anything that I can communicate to the group to help you? Because we know these protocols are pretty difficult and Disney doesn't do groups per, per se. So uh, I wanted to make sure that we were doing whatever we could. And one of the officers looked at me and said, you know, if you could just tell them to, to please be kind. Um, because of course, in this world right now with all the mandates and masks and people aren't so friendly about these types of things. And I looked at them and I said, you know what, with this group, I don't even need to say that because this, this group choose the good is their motto. And we're not going to have any trouble with this group. They're just going to love being here. And the cast members are are going to uh, love having them. And that's exactly what happened. And they came back to me on the last day and pretty much said the same thing that they were so glad that we were with them. And Jeff, you, you and I were, we were, we were chatting earlier. We actually talked about this on the cruise itself too. And I, and I'm, I'm looking to you specifically because this is your first, forget about cruise, but first Disney cruise, you made a point to talk about the, the crew members and the levels of service. And I know for some people, we even had this on a recent WW Radio Nation group call where there's a bit of a disconnect between, well, if I'm a theme park person, I'm not sure if I'm going to like a cruise because there aren't any attractions and shows and, and what is it like? And and you remarked about the, 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 the prevalence of and the quality of the service. Talk a little bit just, you know, about your experience. And then obviously Lisa and Becky, if you have anything you want to add to. So, and it's funny you said that because Jody and I had a, a discussion on the way home. It's like, what did we like better, the parks or the cruise? I mean, because, you know, because, I mean, it's a whole different experience and it's like apples to oranges, but it was for our first cruise, it was amazing. We had an amazing room host. I took tons of pictures because of the level and the surprises that he would leave in our room when we would come back, you know, the, the towel uh, decorations that they would do and the animals that they would create. A key thing is always make sure you leave your sunglasses in there because they do some really fun stuff. Uh, so just throw in some sunglasses if you're going, you don't need them. But, uh, it, but it was just amazing the level of service and detail and helpfulness. Um, like I said, we had a great room host, but like the first night, for example, and I was even impressed because I had gone to the parks recently and I, you know, I had Disney, Genie and Genie Plus had rolled out and all that. And I was a little nervous about the app because I knew a lot of things and there was a lot of stuff on the discussion boards about the app and they wanted the paper navigator and all this, you know, rigmarole that goes on in the internets. But um, I got on the first day and we had booked um, Apollo reservation for uh, one of the castaway nights. And I was like, I don't want to mess. It was the only thing that was open because we were the first time cruisers and you get at the bottom of the barrel to pick whatever you want, you know? And so uh, that was the only time we could g- get on there, and I didn't want to mess up with one of our dining rotations. I wanted to go to every night to with the group, and so I got on there with the app and said, "Hey," and I you can click a button that speak to a cast member, and I said, "Hey, I need to. Is there any way I can move a reservation?" And they said, "What is it?" I said, "I want to do it on Nassau Day because we're going to stay on the ship," and um, they said, "No problem." And we moved, and I said, "Could I get brunch?" And they're like, "Because that's even harder to get usually." And they said, "No problem," and they moved me first day and it was done. I was like, yes. So I started the, you know, I had a crab and then I got a win with Paulo and I was just like, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> just, I'm going to sit here and, and just uh, chill for a while. <laughs> so, 
So you brought up Crab and you brought up Apollo. Uh, let's just right. quickly touch on uh, one of my favorite aspects of the cruise, which was uh, dining. Oh, we, the other thing we didn't mention too. How did we forget this? Um, you you talk about sometimes there's opportunity from adversity. Our itinerary changed before, oh, yeah. right before the cruise. We were supposed to go to Nassau and Grand Cayman, and it ended up becoming a double dip at Castaway Key, which nobody complained <laughs> about because that's sort of like that's like the golden cruise, right? I, you know, at some of the ports, some people choose to get off or, or don't choose to get off. Now, you know, especially some people are even more hesitant. Having two days at an empty castaway key is like a win that we couldn't have bargained for and something that was um, a a very happy accident uh, as a result of everything that happened. Um, We've talked about dining on the cruises before. Um, Again, sort of the the rotational dining and and we'll get to, to Marvel Day at sea. Um, anything that you want to add about dining? Um, the one thing that if you've never been on the magic before, one of the, so there's an animator's palette. There is a, um, Oh God, it's not Royal palace. It's um, Rapunzel's Royal table. And what's the, what's the other one? Um, the Royal dining room, the Lumiere's Lumiere's God, I get confused. Well, so it's Lumiere's animator's palette and Rapunzel's Royal table, which I love because that is, uh, you get a little bit of a dinner show along with your meal, as well as all the dining options on board, quick service locations. Daisy's Delights was one of my favorites. Um, anything specifically you guys want to add about dining or dining experiences of note? It was so, so I good. Didn't get to, I didn't get to speak on, um, as we were moving on, so I didn't get to speak on the cast member. Oh, sorry. Like the, that no. experience. So I'm, no, I'm just going to like Wait, tie no, it all you together. Wait, your hands because I sometimes. No, no, I know, I know. No, I, now it, we got to go back because now I feel bad. No, no, I'm just going to tie it all together because it, it all kind of ties together. So I think the big thing for us as far as like service on the ship and also sort of a unique situation and, and dining was that while there were challenges on the ship, like for safety reasons that we needed to get around, I felt like because there were so few people on the ship and this was such a special, special sailing for the cast as well, you got this like sort of leveled up experience where I always say like Disney's almost like their service is great to a fault because it's so good. You don't even notice it's happening until you sail another line and see the things that don't happen. So like the fact that your iced tea lands on the table before you even sit down because your server knows you that well, it's like the kind of thing that's so quietly done that it flies under the radar but some of the stuff that happened on this sailing. So for example, like Jeff, we really wanted to go to Palo, but we hadn't been able to book it. And so on that first day, we worked, we you know put a request in to try to get into Palo, hopefully for brunch. And Sasha, who works Palo, was on the phone with me like for the first two mornings trying to figure out like when they could get us in and made sure that that happened. And he's, you know, he's the head of Palo. So it's not like he's not a busy guy. Um, and at kids club, and I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about what's happening with the kids clubs right now. Um, they're now doing it sort of as a rotation where you're led as a group through the Oceaneers club or lab, um, with somebody who is assigned to your children's group. And, you know, we got back to the room one day and there was this beautiful card with like two children's Disney cruise caps hanging on the fish extender. And on the note, it was this note from Molly P. If you're out there, God bless you. You're amazing. Like there was this beautiful card and it was handwritten from Molly P who had been my, my kids counselors at kids club. 
And it said like, you know, there's beautiful things about my children and how great they had been to have us guests at kids club. And if they continued to work hard, you know, and, and put in the effort that she was sure that one day Maddox would be, um, a, a, an astronaut and Maddox would be a blue angel pilot, which is their two dream jobs. So she had had that conversation with my kids and taken the time to remember it and write to us about it. So that's my answer kind of to both questions. Like the dining experience was as wonderful as usual and that much more special because of the intimate situation of the cruise. Um, and then, you know, obviously the, the kids club experience was wonderful. Yeah. I was blown away by the dining. I mean, I just, I cannot, I mean, I took, screenshots of all the menus. I have everything I put in my mouth on my phone. <laughs> I mean, it was so much fun. And just, and the, the way that the dining worked, it was so nice that you could, you would go eat, you'd have a little break and you go to a show. And when we're saying shows, we're not seeing somebody up there making balloon animals. These are like, like amazing <laughs> Broadway style shows that are just, uh, I mean, we watched it, uh, the, I think it was the, um, the Rapunzel one, Tangle, the yeah. music, the musical. We watched it one the first night, and then the the second night we turned it on the TV because they they broadcast over there, and it was like it was a different cast. We it was it was just it was fun, but it was just it's so spectacular that you can. It's like when you have a conference at a hotel where you can just go after you speak or after you go to a, a hear somebody talk, then you can go up to your room and take a nap. That's what a cruise ship is that you can go eat, and you have like a five minute commute to your your bed. And that's what's amazing. That's what I loved about it. It was so relaxing. Um, I, I just cannot go on about how much fun and how relaxing we had and can't wait to get on a ship again. What was the best thing you ate? This is really, and somebody else said this too, and it was a surprise. I like to kind of experiment. It was the chilled mango soup, which was a total shock to me. It was amazing. It was like putting ice cream, melted ice cream in your mouth. The strawberry soup. It, I, I'm still in love with strawberry soup. And I didn't get it this time, but it sounds weird and you try it and then you're addicted to it and you have to have it every time. Except when it's not there. <laughs> exactly. But somebody, this is the thing. We went to brunch and they didn't have it the day that we were there, but then somebody else got it the next day and I was super jealous. And no, I want my strawberry soup. Ask. Something, you know, the interesting thing about yeah, I, Disney Cruise Line <laughs> is sometimes asking will reap you benefits and rewards yeah. you might not necessarily expect. I'll tell a very, very fast story. Many, many cruises ago, I was there with my cousins and they were talking with their server who was from India. They said, oh, we love Indian food. And he goes, oh, you, you want to try a little bit of Indian food, which is not on the menu, by the way. He says, we have a chef here who's Indian who makes a lot of the crew because it was a, a, a large um, number of, of folks from India who were part of the crew. He goes, We'll bring you some food from our mess hall. And sir, so we would have our meal and they would bring out little like plates and we gobbled it up so fast. He's like, would you like us to bring you something again tomorrow? And they did. Next, long story longer, we had Indian food for like the next two nights. And then the rest of the crews were like, you know what? We don't want what's on the menu. You just bring out whatever you have in the back. But it goes to just the fact that they were so not just happy to help, but so excited to share some of the food and their culture. And we loved it. And it just happened because you struck up a conversation with them. Lisa, what's the best thing you ate on the cruise? Oh God. So many things. The first thing that comes to mind is that there was a tuna poke one night that like I could eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day of my life. One more thing about customer service before we move on. I'm sorry. I've got to say this too. So my wife likes to, she has some medicine she takes with yogurt. And so one night we like 
and we would get breakfast with the uh, room service every morning. We get like coffee and like some, you know, biscuits or something. And, um, so one night she's like, Hey, I didn't take my medicine. I need to take it with the yogurt. So I called room service and they sent it up. That wasn't on the menu or anything like that. And so just on a hunch the next morning for, you know, you, you put on your card and you put it on your door before three in the morning that, and they'll bring you breakfast. I just wrote in, I said, can you bring yogurt? Like you did yesterday. And they did. And they did it for the rest of the cruise. I just would write it. I would write it on the door hanger and they bring it with the rest of the stuff. So Becky, do you remember years and years ago, um, some friends of ours who were on the cruise with us, somebody was celebrating a birthday and they were talking to their server about how she just wanted an ice cream sundae that had some special toppings or caramel sauce. She wanted, she wished that she could get something that wasn't on board the ship. One of the crew members, when we docked in whatever port with Nassau, one of the crew members or a couple of crew members got off took a cab, mm-hmm. went to a grocery store, got the ingredients she wanted, and at her birthday that night, they were able to present it to her. Like, it may not happen every time, but the stories that we are telling are very much representative of stories we have heard, not just from our group, but other cruisers over and over and over again. And, and again, it's a testament to the level of of and the quality of, of customer service mm-hmm. that you'll find on the ship. <clears throat> yeah, it's a, it's I remember. differentiator, without a doubt. It re- it really is. And those cast members are so in tune to your needs and the details and the things that will make it magical. Um, just like Jeff, you were just showing a picture of, of your special anniversary detail and at any birthdays, any celebrations, some of the best times to go on a Disney cruise is for a celebration because they will definitely go above and beyond to do anything they can to make it really memorable. Uh, before we move on to things like entertainment and, and Castaway and certainly Marvel Day at Sea, Lisa, I would like you to talk, if you can, just a little bit because you are um, someone who had kids of you know a younger age. Talk a little bit about the your your kids' experience on board and just sort of any details about the kids' club because, like you said, not right now. From what I understand, the it's a small world nursery, it, which is for children under three. I believe is still closed, but even the Oceaneers Club and Lab are slightly different than they have been currently on past cruises. So just touch on that a little bit about and then sort of your kids experiences specifically. Yeah, I know this was a big part of like consideration and planning for us. So Vibe and Edge, which is the two clubs for tweens and teens are open and pretty much normal. Kids can come and go and nothing has changed about that. Um, the nursery, like you said, is closed. And then the Oceaneers um, Club and Lab, which is what, three or four up to 11 years old, 11 or 12, something like that. Um, right. Anyway, that, that, that age, the main age yeah. group where you have your kids uh, at a kid's club um, is by a point by um, reservation now and then otherwise based on availability. So when you go ahead and get yourself checked in and set your kids up for the kids clubs, which you do as a part of that process. Um, you then go in and you can book as an activity one session per day for your, for each of your kids. And the sessions are like an hour and a half or two hours long. And so I went in beforehand and made sure I at least had my kids booked after dinner each night. Cause they like to go after dinner and, you know, the adults like to kind of have their time too after dinner. So I made sure to go ahead and get that booked. And I was really happy that we had done that because at least in our experience, 
it is otherwise availability based, but I will say that they did have to turn us away every other time that the kids tried to go. So do make sure that you at least book that time. Um, and the reason is that it's obviously it's limited capacity right now. And like I had mentioned before, the way that they're doing it, which is really nice is that once you come into the club, they have that, like the group that's assigned to that time slot work with a particular counselor who will take them around the kids club to sort of do each activity um, as, as a member of the group. And it's sort of a more controlled experience in that way, which took a little bit of getting used to, I think, for, my, for the kids. But they actually, like I said before, ended up having these like really cool connections with cast members because their entire kids club experience would be guided by a particular person who would get to know them over the course of that visit and then also the course of the trip. So it was a really nice experience. Obviously, I mentioned before, too, like how just nice it is sailing with this particular group with my kids because I know they're so loved. Um, so they always have an amazing trip and they've got their little magic bands propped up in their rooms as a memory. And um, so they obviously had really good times. And yeah, like I said, the nursery is closed. The Oceaneers Club and Lab, you do need the reservations. And another thing to mention is that they're not doing food in the Oceaneers Club and Lab or in any of the kids clubs anymore for obvious reasons. Um, so that was a little bit of a change because it used to be that if my kids were in kids club and they kind of wanted to just stay for dinner and have the pizza, they would have that freedom. Um, but that is one thing to notice that your kids will always be dining with you um, for dinner on the ship. So, did did your kids do the pools? Did they do a lot of the pool stuff? Because, you know, and the water slides and all that kind of stuff. So according to Tyson, who is my younger son, he's nine. He did the water slide 67 times, <laughs> <laughs> apparently counting very closely. Um, yeah, they were on that water slide like so much and l- probably a little bit less so just because we were so busy on the ship. And um, obviously they don't they don't want for swimming pools usually. So um, they were they were in the pool quite as much. But that's that slide they were on just about every day. And then Castaway, too, they were in the water. And that, that's worth mentioning, like the water at Castaway wasn't that cold. Um, so I think a lot of us were were dipping in to cool off. Cold is a relative term. Uh, we'll we'll get to to Castaway and and you know as somebody who likes to swim in bath water, uh, but it's it's interesting that that you sort of bring up some of those things about the kids club. At least again, where they are right now in you know the end of February twenty twenty two and how that potentially might change. I think it's an easy transition to talk about some of the entertainment on board, which I know for a lot of people is not just a huge attractor, but also a huge surprise, not just in terms of the amount of entertainment, but the quality of entertainment as well. And when I say entertainment, there's always something going on. I don't want to go too far down talking about the amount, but there's always looking at your navigator, which is now on your app. um, There are such a wide spectrum of activities that really start... With, at like 6 a.m. with like sunrise yoga, whatever that is, and go late into the night for adults, for kids, for families, things, different things to do, which I noticed hadn't really changed much. I mean, there was still a lot of activities that were planned throughout the cruise. But one of the things I know that that's a big draw for people, and one of you mentioned sort of being able to go to dinner and then a show after. It is very much by design that we like to go to main dining first because I do like that idea of dinner and a show. But once, you know, sort of it becomes nighttime, there's a lot of stuff going on, whether it's live music in the lounges, game shows that are going on. And I think it bears mentioning the the quality of the Broadway-style entertainment. Um, one of you mentioned Tangled, the musical show, which... 
I absolutely loved uh, Dreams. Is this, you know, Aristotelian drama that um, about the powers of, of dreams and, and um, has always been a fan favorite. It's been around for a, a long, long time. One of the things I noted was, um, or one of the things to note is that obviously there are multiple shows per night. And for this cruise, they did multiple shows, multiple nights because there was distancing in places like the Walt Disney theater, the Buena Vista theater for movies, they were doing every other row and then three seats in between parties. So to make sure everybody had an opportunity to see, they did Tangled and Dreams on multiple nights, which I was really happy to see because I know there was some frustration. I know, Lisa, you said you were like next to go in and then they sort of closed the doors and said there was no more availability. So there was an opportunity to see it, maybe not you know seeing it with, with friends on that night, but you did have the opportunity to see it more than once. Uh, any thoughts about any of the entertainment, whether it's the game shows that we did, the live music in the lounges, and or the theater productions? I mean, Tangled was, it's just the most stunning production. I can't say enough good things about it. And we ended up not getting back there because we were so busy, but like we definitely talked, Jeff, too, about coming and going again the next night. And the woman who plays the role of Mother Gothel, you could have told me, because I, I and we'll admit, I don't know that actress's name. You could have told me they plucked her out of the movie mm-hmm. and put her on stage. I mean, she was beyond amazing. All that being said, I think it's also worth, worth mentioning that, like, I love that we all get into, like, the campy stuff as a group, like the trivia and the bingo and, like, that kind of thing and the game shows. Um, I love that we always end up sort of playing bingo with the group and all that good stuff. After Nick won the entire Marvel trivia, every time Lou and Nick and his family would walk into the trivia, you hear the, oh, it'd be a big groan. It's like, okay, here the fixers are I in. I just ride on Nick's so. coattails, just to be clear. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the entertainment was a lot of fun. We enjoyed, so we hung out with like Carlos and, and Jason Knapp and, and um, their family and was there's a, there's a really great singer called Soul Duo that they would do all these different types of music. And we, my wife really enjoyed them. They played the guitar and piano and sung all sorts of different styles of music. And we hung out there uh, quite a few uh, different nights and then went to the piano bar a couple nights and just, it was very relaxing and just a lot of fun. It was just a lot of fun. And, and that was the, once again, we go back to the community aspect of it there. You never felt alone or like trying to get your own table. It was always like, a, Hey, Jason, we're going here. You, you know, once, and that's the other thing in the app, you could message, like people, once you would get their number, their app number or whatever, however Disney does it, um, you can message them. And so we'd like, hey, we're going to the lounge. You want to meet us there? You know, and we do that kind of stuff with uh, inside of the community. Becky, just so you know that there's entertainers shows on board the ship. <laughs> hey, I have a lot of fun at the trivia nights. Those are really fun. But but as you know, this was a little bit of a working cruise for me, so I didn't get a chance to. I was busy redoing an entire witch cruise, so I, I didn't get to partake as, in as much as I would have liked to. But we had great time at trivia in particular. That was a lot of fun and a lot of laughter, and it was great. <laughs> what are you laughing about? I'm not laughing at all. <laughs> Um, all right, so let's so let's we went on a Marvel Day at Sea cruise. Let's talk about the Marvel Day at Sea experience because I know that this was it was the initial draw to the cruise, and it's the thing that I think we were 
all really looking forward to. And it happened really quickly. It actually happened on our second day on the ship. And uh, basically, a, a Marvel Day at Sea Cruise is a single day, sort of almost a retheming of the entire ship on select sailings of the Disney Magic. And there's, Becky, I don't know what the number was. It was maybe 10 or 12 sailings this season. It's not something that happens all the time. And it's Sister everything Kate. from decor and ambiance, right? The entire ship is sort of decked out with banners and character posters. There's scores from the Marvel Cinematic Universe playing throughout the ship. Uh, I, I was love. trying to be I was trying to pay attention to it because I remember it from the last time. There's also throughout the day, there's overhead announcements that are going on that are not necessarily just from the Disney crew, but you'll hear overhead announcements from Peter Parker. You hear overhead announcements about the Stark Expo. There's photo opportunities and backdrops um, in the entire cruise. Your navigator is themed. The menus are themed. There's character meets and interactions. The food is themed like so very well. I'm literally holding. They told me I could take it. My my Marvel Day at Sea <laughs> comic book like menu that they allowed us to take. Cocktails are themed. Snacks are themed. The activities are themed. And I don't want to go too far into this because we did do a full review of the Marvel Day at Sea experience and activities on a prior cruise. But I want to hear from each of you, um, again, Jeff, Lisa, and, and Becky, your experience on the Marvel Day at Sea side, what your expectations were, what you saw, what you did, what you enjoyed, etc. I think I knew, well, I mean, you never know exactly what to expect, but like, I, I kind of knew about like the big stuff, like the night show and the, um, you know, the, the bigger, like the, the meet and greets and like all the, and then like, I knew there would be amazing cosplay and, and costuming. And there was some really cool stuff to, to watch. Um, but it was like the little details that they thought about there. Of course, Disney always does that made it so special, like the menus that you talked about, or like all of our towel animals were, you know, Marvel related and like all these little kind of touches that they were able to bring into the day that you didn't, that you didn't expect um, were really cool. And like that, there was this really creative show that a lot of us saw that was the Captain America theme. And it was like a big band 40s style. Oh, that USO like that. show is my favorite. It, it was fun. so good and like so creative and cool. And it wasn't just like Marvel characters on stage. It was like the USO show that you would see in the Captain America movie. So like those like really creative takes on it, I thought were super cool. Yeah. So we started our day. So they had a thing in the, the only time we actually went to the Buena Vista theater was they had like a, a Marvel origins and jo my wife, Jody isn't as uh, what nerded out as, as Marvel as I am. So it was a great way to, she, she got all the like intro to the characters and the lady who was running it was hilarious and it was a lot of fun and high energy. So we went to that. And then we actually went to even like the on deck, the Disney where all the characters dressed up and do a little show um, for a Marvel themed show and seeing the characters come um, like Chip and Dale was like Thor and Loki. You would just turn around a corner and there they would be. And that was a lot of fun. But even the 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 USO show was also our favorite one. But the Doctor Strange magic show that mm -hmm. they had was a lot of fun to go see um, that they had during there. So it was just all day, and it will, and I'll let you kick off the the Marvel Unite thing, which I just thought was genius the way they pulled it off, and the the outdoor show was just amazing. The things that I really enjoyed the the character meet and greets were so much fun, and you weren't crowded, 
one thing we have to tell people a lot that that they don't realize is that uh, some of those experiences are you have to book prior to sailing. A lot of people don't realize that and they miss out until they get on board. Um, so make sure if you're doing one of those special themed cruises that you're watching the activities on your app so that you can book them beforehand. But I enjoyed that it wasn't just walk up, take a picture and leave. You actually had interactions with the characters and you had great conversations with them. And uh, and the other thing I, I really um, appreciated was you would just be walking through, listening to the scores that were playing through the ship, which I really love. Uh, and all of a sudden there would just be a character there. It's not like it was announced. And I was really happy to look over and see Thor was just standing there and <laughs> you could take pictures with Thor. And it was great. Um, but, but the the big one, or when I walked into my room, I remember having the Marvel Day at Sea um, things in my room and the, at least you'd mentioned the towels. Mine was a, a Thor's hammer made out of, and I've never seen that before. So that was really cool. But the, the thing that made it that I will walk away forever with is, is that nighttime show. I was so impressed with it. I had to see it twice. It was amazing. I have been talking about that grand finale, that Marvel heroes mm -hmm. unite show that takes place on deck twice and a lot of us went to go see it both times because it's that good it is the best stage show i have seen in a park at sea anywhere period um it is such a fitting grand finale for the night uh, and i'm not going to spoil it there's plenty of videos out there there are surprises there are cameos there are um live act i mean there's i love the blending between the live actors the screens about action that's taking place elsewhere on the ship the funnels the fireworks again not to spoil too much but it doesn't matter i think your level of fandom it is such an entertaining show and and i will say as somebody who had done it before there there were some subtle differences between the voyage that we took in 2019 and this one, which like any cruise between what where we are now and, you know, cruises in the past, which I think were, were invisible, like as somebody who's never experienced it before, you wouldn't know that anything was missing, right? I was like, oh, they didn't do the Ravagers thing. I don't think that you felt that anything was missing because you didn't know what was there. The one thing I, I will say that I did notice was was not a ton of merchandise, specifically yeah. for Marvel Day at Sea, which was disappointing. Um, people, I think, forget <clears throat> that Disney is, you know, like everybody else, suffering from the same supply chain and um, staffing issues as everybody else does. But I'm going to let you in on a little secret. And this is not just for Marvel Day at Sea, but it's also for any cruise that you take to. Normally, for a Marvel Day at Sea, they actually had one of the small stores in... Um, uh, in the sort of the adult entertainment district, which is open, you know, where, where the lounges are specifically dedicated to Marvel merchandise. Um, that was not the case. They did not get a lot of stuff in, unfortunately. But whether it's a Marvel Day HC cruise or any cruise, before you actually cruise, and then once you get on board, make sure you look at the Disney Cruise Line website. And I think you'd also maybe do it through your app because you can actually purchase in room gifts which are different and exclusive 
and are not necessarily available in the store. So if you are cruising and want to surprise your family, your kids, your wife, your boyfriend, whatever it might be, there's stuff that you can order in terms of in-room decor. There are things that they'll hang from the ceilings. There are pillows. There's blankets specifically themed to Marvel Day at Sea or your cruise that you can't get anywhere else. And there's also sometimes some merchandise too. And I wish, you know, there's a finite amount, but I almost wish more people knew about it, which is why I want to share it because there was this cool water bottle. There was this cool backpack. Becky, you got my kids this cool Marvel, and I say my kids, I stole it from them already, a Marvel Day (laughs) at Sea pillow and throw. Um, So if you're you're ever looking for something to do something special like that, you can order it beforehand so it's in your stateroom when you get there or they'll put it out on Marvel Day at Sea. Or you can go to the guest services um, um, desk and they'll have a catalog of items that are available there. So, for example, if you go, Jeff, for your anniversary and you forget it's your anniversary, don't worry. They've got your back because you can order something and it'll make it look like you planned it like weeks ahead of time. And Lou, too, I'm glad you mentioned the the supply chain stuff. I think one of the, like one of the only mistakes that I wish I could go back and correct about this particular sailing is that I had kind of not thought that much about the fact that they may not have the merch that they normally would. And so my kids going into this, like they knew what pirate night was because we've sailed Disney before, but they really didn't get the whole dressing up Marvel on the ship thing. I think they were like associating it with like a Halloween type thing and they just weren't into it going in. And I didn't push it very much because I thought, oh, I'll get them something on the ship if they see it and they're into it. And then lo and behold, you know, I, the morning that the Marvel Day at Sea started, they kind of were seeing people walking around in their costumes and all of a sudden they were into it. And I was like, let's go to the gift shop. I'm like more than happy to spend the money so that you guys can have the experience too. And there was li- like literally nothing for little boys, like literally. Yeah, I was really surprised at that uh, because and, that's usually yeah. one of their biggest, their biggest takes about those, those themed cruises that the merchandise comes along. So I was disappointed, but totally understandable because it's something that's happening everywhere. Yeah. yeah nobody's when, when I, fault. I mean, we're all I, dealing with it too, but yeah. it's definitely like something that I wish I could have corrected in retrospect. Like if you know, you're going to want it on the ship or somebody might want to bring it. <laughs> yeah. Don't wait to see what they have on board. Like yeah. you might want to bring it ahead. Cause I even said the night before I said, Oh, are, is there going to be additional merchandise tomorrow and he said no and i kind of winked i was like no huh he's like no seriously like we just didn't get a lot of stuff in um so at least the expectations were were set but uh, again being uh, in a way though uh, in a while it wasn't there i know that in the past they've allowed us to order it they didn't have that this time but it it was kind of nice in a way because do you remember way back when lou when people would literally try to wait overnight in the hallways for the merchandise to wait are you saying that disney fans would stand outside of a shop and bring yes. their entire family so that they could all get two of that limited yep. merchandise item and then leave that shop go stand by the window t- take pictures and post them up on ebay never pretty much yeah no I pretty much <laughs> nobody but it was ever in, does in a in a weird way it was nice to not have that I, I I don't know why it just was right because the pressure's off right and it yeah. also makes for a less expensive cruise for those of us. This is true with children too. <laughs> and there is the one variable for something like this for any cruise, but certainly for a Marvel Day at Sea cruise, and it's the other guests. And I love 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 not just in our group but the entire ship, the level of participation and fandom and allowing yourself, no matter how old you are 
or how young you are to be a kid again. So many people coming in, not just one costume, but there were costume changes Changes. throughout the day and night. (laughs) Somebody, Gretchen from dressed like Mystique. And I say Mystique from the X-Men, not just like with a, like, I mean, blue, scaly Mystique. And she made this blue (laughs) costume with scales and the freaky eyes and face paint and all, like, People were going to try and take pictures with her because she looked so, and then had a costume change for later on that night. Um, whether they was... were Black Widows or slightly disturbing Spider Mans or Doctor <laughs> Stranges or whatever they might be, I love, I love seeing that, and I and I love that sort of Disney encourages that um, you being able to express your fandom through costuming, cosplay. Disney bound yeah. or whatever you want to call it. Thank the creativity was amazing. And to see some of them go all out is, is great too. But I also want to take the pressure off some people who are like, I don't have a costume. So some people just wore a t-shirt and you were fine and you fit right in. But it, it, every, it was totally on the spectrum of being in a t-shirt or being dressed in completely blue with blue makeup and everything in between. And again, the creativity was off the charts. It was so much fun to wander around and see everybody. Like the, uh, I think that they're in our group. The first I was like, man, he needs to get more sun. And it was really the black and white vision. Yes. And yeah. that was the, that was the most creative one that I, I mean, that was really good. Mystique was like, that was impressive, but the creativity, I think award goes to that couple that was black and white. And they didn't even plan it out. So there was a black and white, you know, fifties version of WandaVision and, and they cool. come from theater backgrounds. But there was also a comic book vision and then a movie vision. I'm like, oh, we need to get the three of you together (laughs) for a photo. It was like this evolution of vision. And I'll I'll post photos in the show notes at www.radio.com so you can see a lot of exactly what we uh, are talking about. But I I also want to sort of just say on the other side of the coin, what if you're not a Marvel fan? Right? What if you're not a Star Wars fan or a Pixar fan and you're going on one of these day at sea cruises? That's fine too. It is there's nothing about the day at sea that is disruptive to the overall experience. You can still go up on deck and relax or go to the adult. Yes, they'll be showing movies on funnel vision and, and some of the different things like that, but it's not like, oh, I need to be a hardcore Marvel fan in order to enjoy a Marvel Day at Sea cruise. Yeah, no, absolutely not. And you can just objectively enjoy most of what's even even the Marvel specific stuff you could objectively enjoy as a non-Marvel fan, mm-hmm. like the shows and stuff. I can yeah, watch a lot the of the USO show over and over again. I yeah. absolutely love it. A lot of people have, you know, those family members where maybe one of the spouses is really into the IP, whether it be Marvel or Star Wars, and the other one may not be so much into it this is actually a great opportunity for those two to have a great vacation because one of them can enjoy it the other one can still just go out and have a cocktail and and sit out in the sun and enjoy the cruise experience so it's it's the best of all worlds and a big part of that cruise experience and and part of the reason why we go um, is the relaxation aspect and there are lots of ways to relax on board but i mentioned the fact that it was a double dip uh, two stops at Castaway Key. I- I'm going to say this again to reinforce it, reinforce it. Now is the time to cruise because the ships yeah. are not at full capacity. Ergo, Etsum, neither is Castaway Key. And Castaway yeah. Key 
like I love the fact that this that the island was not crowded. Um, you know, I think probably ninety five percent of the activities are, are still going on. You can still swim with the stingrays and do a lot of the different boating things and, and rent stuff and Pelican Plunge is open, but there's now so fewer guests there at Serenity Bay in the restaurants. It made for a very, very nice, relaxing time. Um, you know, Becky, Jeff, Lisa, give me your thoughts on Castaway and your, your Castaway experience. Well, okay. No, I was going to say, obviously, the double dip was was quite a treat, um, and no one had any complaints about that. And it doesn't, I mean, I don't think any beach could be like empty to a fault because like it's a beach and being empty makes it that much nicer. But yeah, it was like, we have pictures of just like looking out on the water and there's just nobody in the pictures except like your kid or like one person, you know? Um, so yeah, it was, and I think it made the dining experience cool. They're still doing the 5k, which is worth mentioning. It's just, it's self-led and you do it on your own pace and stop by the bike shop for your metal. Um, so yeah, I think pretty much everything is still going on. Um, and it was just delightfully empty. I loved that there. there, I've never seen the family beach empty like that, where you go in even three hours after you dock and you can still easily find a beach chair. I've never had that before. So uh, like you said, Lou, this is the best time go while it's still like this, because I have a feeling by the end of summer, we're going to be back to those, that full capacity again. Um, but I did want to mention, what was it? You called it the beach bake there, Jeff. <laughs> Actually, wasn't it, wasn't it more like everybody needed more vitamin D? That was just, it was. Yeah. That's yeah. it. It was the injection of vitamin D to get you through the rest of the cruise because you, you needed that. It, but it turned um, into a great picture. It was a great well, picture. Yeah, it, it, it does. Very quickly for those who are not yeah. going to be following the beach bake that Jeff is referring to is not <laughs> something that was on the schedule. No. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> we wanted to get, as we do for all of our cruises, we wanted to get a group photograph, which we sometimes are able to do inside the ship, take these incredibly impressive pictures in the atrium. Sometimes, depending on the group size, we need to go out to Castaway to the boat beach where the Disney pho- photographers come out and take a group photo. This one was a little challenging for a number of different reasons, and it happened to be like the warmest day in the sun and it felt like we were out there for for a while but again fortunately we didn't feel like we had to go hurry up and move on and compete to go and get a lounge chair somewhere because they were a dime a dozen yeah and it ended up being a great picture and and we actually ended up having an interesting picture with mickey in it which never happened so there was there was a little bit of magic thrown in and even though we had to get a little extra vitamin d it was worth it in the long run so my castaway key experience, because, you know, like I said, we've never been on it. And I'm, and I'm not a big beach person. I'm just, I burst into flames when I get out in the sun too much. <laughs> and so, um, but my wife really liked it. And so what we did is we actually went to Serenity Bay and just stayed. There's some really nice deck chairs in front of the castaway air bar. And we sat there and I kept going, do you want to do something? And she's like, no, I love this. And so she had her Kindle and read, and we just looked out in the ocean and we dipped our toes in and then. Then it was lunch, and we walked over to the the um, the Serenity uh, Barbecue place, and that's where you can get steak over on that side of the island, and some other stuff like their grilled frit fish was amazing, and all the fresh fruit, and it was just it was a delightful day. And then it was like so great because we're like, okay, we know what we're gonna do when we come back because we did have that that double dip, and so we just had a ball. And then we went to there's a place on Pel. The thing is, is you could find 
a beach chair, not just a beach chair, but a beach chair with shade. Like we would like, oh, that one's got too much sun. We were really snob, you know, snobby <laughs> around. Like, oh, that one's that will be in the sun longer. And so we would camp out there and I may, and it was great because I snored and that would have driven lots of people away. <laughs> Really was that quickly. the helicopter we thought we heard? That's right. Around? It was. Wow. It wasn't a storm approaching the island. It was. It was me. Yes. <laughs> I've gotten really lucky on that double dip. I, I don't. I haven't seen a group be so excited than the day that we got that itinerary change. Yeah. Again. See now everybody's spoiled. So now that we have a Nassau castaway, everyone's going to go. Is it going to be a double dip? <laughs> Uh, anything else anybody wants to add about Castaway? It was perfect. <laughs> I don't know if we'll be able to, be able to go back because we were. Everyone said you're so spoiled. You're so spoiled. I was gonna say, you are spoiled. You are definitely yeah. got spoiled by this. And and it's funny because when I go to Castaway again, as somebody who admittedly I, I have a very difficult time like relaxing. Oh, it just it's just not the way my brain is wired. There's something about I don't. We don't normally do excursions and things like that i think the the greatest physical activity i've ever done was rent a bike which is actually really really nice you go down the old airstrip and you can go to this lookout tower and get these amazing views of uh, the entire island and the ship off in the distance it's incredibly exhausting i prefer the tram but um there is something that is incredibly therapeutic and relaxing about being on that island as well um so is there anything that we missed, anything about your cruise experience that, that you want to make sure that we, we touch on? Well, one of the things that I – and this is, hasn't happened in, in many, many years. So I decided when we went on it that I wasn't going to buy the internet package because, one, it stinks. So, that, I mean, it's yeah. horrible. And I, I even turned off everything, and I got their 50 megabyte, megabyte <laughs> um free package and it was gone i mean i turned off everything and it's still data something leaked out so i was like i'm not doing this so i we facetimed our kids when we were on the island using our i have it the uh, day pass for my carrier but um that was probably the nicest thing is i didn't have any news i didn't have any updates or notifications and i for the first time in years didn't have any of that stuff and it was amazing so i highly recommend if you can go on a cruise not getting the data package I Just, love that, man. You know. I absolutely <sighs> love it because I used to feel that a cruise and flying in a plane were the only times I was forced to disconnect. Now that's not the case anymore, right? Because they do make it so easy. I love the fact that you had the discipline to say, you know what? I'm not getting the package. Um, I was a which, cheapskate. I was cheapskate. It was more of that. Yeah. And, and I think that especially, uh, I think on these ships, on these four current ships, the 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 Wish, Magic, Dream, and Fantasy – I have to imagine that there's some sort of like legacy contract that Disney has with this. The internet's not awesome. <laughs> it's not awesome. No, it's you're paying like by the megabyte. So it can get very, very expensive. Trust me. I live stream. I know. I think the wish is going to be a very, very different story. I cannot wait for that to come out, but to a certain, to, to your point, it, it's almost self-limiting. Like, you know what? Because it's costly. Like I sometimes want to use that to my advantage and say, I'm not going to get it because we do have our phones with us now all the time because your navigator, your schedule, your messaging is all taking place on the app. But if you can force yourself to disconnect 
uh, do as Jeff does. I'm going to get that on a shirt. Do as Jeff does yeah. on the cruise and disconnect. I guess it's good in theory, but I, and at one time you're right. Once you got on a ship, it was like, I'm only going to talk to you if you call me for $9 a minute, because that was the, the ship to shore price. Uh, and then there was no real internet at the time that that was going on. But at, at this point, I still like to keep in touch. I still like to have that ability. I still like to be able to upload a picture to my to my friends and my family. I, I think that that's probably one of the biggest places that they are missing. And um, I'm hoping that when the wish comes out, they introduce it's a little bit more comfortable about communications because I, I miss it personally. Um, and I'm I'm really tired of the $800 Wi-Fi bills. <laughs> I have a feeling that the internet on the wish is going to be very, very different. So oh, I hope so. Unlimited, unlimited package would be great. I, you know, my wish again, list. It's a blessing and a curse because what ends up happening with that unlimited package, Becky, is that we end up, let me just check my work email. Let me just check this. Let me just check that. And we do become distracted from the experience. And I think that we lose, not to sort of go off on a tip, but we lose a lot by doing that, um, by having that connection to the outside world. It's one of yeah, the reasons I, why I like cruising so much. Um, I don't disagree I with it's you. Forced, it's forcing me to do something yeah. that I have a difficult time doing otherwise. I totally don't disagree with you, but I also... I think that there's a, I, I would like the choice, I guess. I, I would like to be able to say, you know what, I'm on a cruise. I'm going to be disconnected and this is what I'm going to do versus someone like me. I, again, I like to keep in touch, but, but again, most of the times that I'm sailing too, I'm typically working. So I don't have my family with me. So I like to keep in touch with my family. So I guess a, a choice would be nice. So I, yeah, it's I, so nice I, to not have it be like, it, it, it's nice to not have it be unlimited if there's a silver lining to that and that, like you're saying, like it forces you to disconnect, even if you have some sort of a package, but mm -hmm. all that being said, I think because things are so, especially like given the past two years, I think so many of us are used to being able to work, not from the office or, um, work, work, not from the office or, um, you know, even like my kids were out of school for this particular cruise and they did their work on the ship. And so, because we work so much differently, um, these days, I think it would be nice to be able to carry that into a cruise that you might not normally otherwise be able to leave town for. So I am looking forward to what the wish has to offer. Yeah. And I wasn't perfect. I mean, like I said, I was, when we were in port, I was able to, I did the live streaming test and all that stuff, but being able like on the ship to be fully present with Jody or with people I was talking to and not looking down and like, Oh, I got that notification mm -hmm. was just really, I needed that. It was great. Yeah, sometimes we have to sort of force ourselves to to disconnect and, and be very present, especially, you know, if you, whether you have kids, your loved one, your friend, whatever it is, um, you know, as somebody who gets frustrated when we go out to dinner and I see everybody sort of just not talking to each other, but looking down at their phones, that's one of the things that a cruise does, I think, very, very well. Anyway, not to get off on a tangent, um, Becky or Lisa, anything else you want to add about this Specific cruise or the overall cruise experience? I would like to say really quickly, just on the overall cruise experience, that especially right now, a lot of people are still very nervous about cruising. And you really shouldn't be. Um, take some time to talk to a professional about it and what the what the experience is like at this point. Um, I, I still feel, I think I've been on 10 cruises now since last June. 
I really feel that the cruising vacation is one of the the most um, the safest uh, experience as well as one of the most relaxing experiences. So if you're trying to get away from the craziness that we're living in right now in our world, uh, a cruise vacation is a great option for you and your family. So, you know, talk about it, uh, get the real facts. Don't just uh, see what you see on the internet about how bad things are. That really isn't the case. If you know the numbers and you know the situation. Yeah, I think it's, you know, I would emphasize that the process in the beginning is it it feels overwhelming going into it, but you are very much guided through it. It's not that even now, and obviously it'll be changing and, you know, keep up with, with the changes, but even now where there's more procedural stuff, you know, leading into the pre-cruise, you really are handheld throughout the whole process with, you know, emails and contacts from Disney. If you've got an agent that you're working with all the better. Um, And then you do need to kind of mentally be prepared for that very difficult hour and everything leading up to it with the testing. But then once you're on the ship, it was just such a unique, wonderful experience um, that I'm really glad that we all got to have. So my wife's a teacher in uh, Texas. And so I felt safer on the cruise than her going to school or going to our Walmart, to be honest. I mean, it's, it was, I just felt like, I'm like this, if we can get on this thing, we'll be, we'll be better off. So. Yeah, I think, um, go ahead. I was going to say the the other thing too that I would say, especially for those who are listening that that have never done a group cruise, maybe they are a solo or uh, a family that would like to to cruise with people, but just haven't had that opportunity. The group cruises are a great way to cruise because you always have somebody to do stuff with. You're not going to be bored for sure. There's uh, a lot of people who love what you love and are in to the the Disney community and there's no better way to cruise than with a group of people of like mind. Yeah. And that's why I'm happy, Jeff, you were here to sort of give that first time cruiser, the first time group cruiser perspective too, because if it's something, if you've been hesitant about cruising or hesitant cruising on a group, hopefully this has helped convince you to cruise, cruise again, and hopefully cruise with us because we always have cruises upcoming. We have our inaugural cruise on the Disney Wish coming up August 1st, as well as our very merry time cruise on the Disney Wish December 5th. It is a, it is uh, not just a Christmas-themed cruise. It's also Walt's birthday, so there's good stuff there. And we have our, we've never done this before, Becky, an eight-night overnight I know. in uh, Bermuda, Bermuda. And Bahamas next April 2023. And there's some other and ones up on the whiteboard that will be announced. That we haven't talked about yet, which we need to talk about. But uh, really quickly, a lot of people don't realize that Disney cruises prices uh, go up as the ship fills. So what you want to always do is book as early as you can once you know you want to go. And also know that if you book it now, you can cancel it before final payment and get your money back. So if you have something unexpected happen, you can cancel before final payment with, with no penalty. Um, right now, both the December cruise and the uh, April cruise to Bermuda are both still really well priced. I have a feeling that as people get more comfortable about our, our post-COVID scenario, that's going to change really quickly. So if you're even thinking about it, let us know. And we've already got some ideas for some fun stuff we're going to do, especially on that Christmas cruise in oh, yeah. December. So um, definitely stay tuned. Thank you all so very much um, for being here. Oh, by the way, if you want to find out more 
about some of the specifics of our Marvel Day at Sea Cruise, you can go back to show 542. Here a full review there. And I'll also put a link in the show notes to reviews of some of our other group cruises that we've done before so you can get some other perspectives about different itineraries and different experiences from a number of different people. Um, Lisa, Jeff, please uh, quickly tell people where they can find you on all the socials, etc. Um, my name is Lisa Donato Glasner. My blog is thecastlerun.com. I also have a candle shop called Core Memory Candles that you can also find on the shop tab of The Castle Run. Um, you can find me on Instagram as The Castle Runner and across other channels as the same. Do you have any cruise themed candles? Like smells like cabanas, smells like. <laughs> So I have a breakfast waffles <laughs> candle and an ocean flight candle, and I actually burn them together for cabanas. I'm hungry already. <laughs> I've been thinking if that. If only the there was someone. Was say if only there was somebody who would go on a cruise and eat with me. <laughs> and I am Jeff C, and that's spelled S is in Sam, I E H. That's I before E, especially in C. And I'm all across the interwebs. <laughs> everywhere it's under that name and i also do a friday show called social media news live and you can check me out at socialmedianewslive.com and becky i'm assuming they can find you at, at mousefantravel.com and you're at becky Mankin on all the socials that is correct and it's spelled weird for those who don't know it's b-e-c-i i know not my fault m-a-h-n-k-e-n on all the socials and, and if I you have will- any questions about the group cruises always feel free to, to direct message me on facebook or on Twitter or on Instagram, happy to answer any questions you may have. And I will put links to any and all of these in the show notes at wdwradio.com. As they say in the song, when can we do this again? Uh, I cannot wait to cruise with you all one more time. Uh, All right, very quickly, around the horn, Lisa, Jeff, Becky, close your eyes. What is the, and you think about the cruise, what is the one memory that floods back into your mind's eye immediately? Go, don't think about it. Just what's the first thing that comes to mind? Leaving the white elephant, just feeling like my kids were so loved. Like that was my big, beautiful memory. Uh, leaving the white elephant cackling because I got it, something from Nick, the, the, the book. <laughs> my, son <laughs> still, my son is still in therapy, by the way. Okay, so good. <laughs> uh, Seeing the joy on Lou Mangiello's face when he tested negative and um, and watching him skip, literally skip to the place where he could actually board the ship. Um, but the, the Marvel Day at Sea show and looking looking up for some surprises that shocked me. So much fun. We're sitting here yeah. all with smiles on our faces as we think back to these memories. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I'm starving, by the way. I am too. And wait, this is like the Easter egg at the end of a Marvel movie. I had to save one thing for the very end because there's no way that I could forget it. We talked about the magnet exchange and some of the daily magnet surprises. Well, there was an additional surprise that wasn't even on the whiteboard that one Becky Mankin did not know about. I want to say huge thanks to Greg Fouch, who said, you know, I've heard you talk on some of the live shows about a special service that not Mouse Fan Travel, but Becky Mankin specifically is going to offer on the cruise, which is Becky's babysitting service. Magical. Asterisk. 
Becky does not offer a babysitting service. Becky is the opposite of a babysitting service. And he sent me not one, but two different magnet logo design ideas of Becky's babysitting service. One of them is themed <sighs> after, so appropriately, the Club 33 logo. And the <laughs> other one was a Mary Poppins logo. Wait, and I can't remember exactly what it said. It said... Oh, I do. It was super califragilistic XBL no kids. <laughs> <laughs> which which was brilliant. I, I will give you that. It it was pr- practically perfect in every brilliant way. But Mary Poppins is holding a cocktail in one hand and a suitcase in the other. It's <laughs> sort of you like it's basically you. <laughs> We made up little magnets. Okay. They were given out to everybody and put on their doors. And people were going up to Becky I, like, you all have babies. And she's like, what are you people talking about? I, I had no nothing. idea. Because I had to hide that from you, which was more difficult than I anticipated. And very quick side story. Somebody actually got yes. a note on their door that said, is it true that you offer babysitting <laughs> services? I have two young kids and the... Um, the small world nursery is closed. Here's our stateroom <laughs> number and phone number. If you'd be interested in babysitting for our children. That was hilarious when he walked up to us with the note and showed us that. And it was like, no, I think I'm going to subcontract that to uncle Lou's <laughs> babysitting services. Um, that, that was brilliant. It was great. Yeah. I had no idea. People were coming up to me and saying, have you seen this? Um, until it showed up on my door about 10 o'clock that night. So uh, it was hilarious. I laughed. I cried. I almost had a new business. Um, <laughs> but thank you very much for whoever did that. It, it really did make my cruise. And um, I'm going to keep that forever. Greg Fouch, thank you. And that is why nobody has more fun or food than us. time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history or see a way you pay attention to the details of what you see, hear, taste it, or remember. If you think you know the answer, you can enter for a chance to win a Disney prize package. And this week's trivia contest is once again brought to you by you. Because as part of the WW Radio Nation, you literally help bring every episode of WW Radio to life, every live broadcast, the contest, and giveaways, they're all for you and thanks to you. And you can find out how you can help the show for as little as a dollar a month and get cool exclusive rewards every month like scavenger hunts, group video calls, access to our private Facebook group, shirts, stickers, monthly care packages, early access and discounts to special events, and lots more. I want to thank some new and longtime members like Sarah Spencer from the United Kingdom, Kerry Tams, Courtney Blackston and Brittany Lynn to find out how you can help the show, which also, by the way, helps our Dream Team project, which benefits the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. You can go to www.radio.com support. Now, before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's and select our winner. So last week, I asked you to tell me where in Walt Disney World could you find Neptune? And I clarified, I said at least a statue of him. So I was looking for Neptune the god, not Neptune, the planet. 
And I want to first thank so many of you who got this question correct and knew that the answer was, of course, the Italy Pavilion in World Showcase. Now, to give you a little bit of context and backstory, Neptune could be found in the fountain and in around the center of the pavilion if you're looking back at Viennapoli, off to the right-hand side by the Olive Garden. Not the Olive Garden restaurant, but the Olive... Whatever. Anyway, the Fontana di Natuno is similar to, it's not a copy of, the works of Italian sculptor and architect Gian Renzo Bernini, but it's actually not based on any single particular piece, although it is inspired by Rome's famous Trevi Fountain. Now, one thing that's interesting is that Neptune was actually the Roman god of water and streams and rivers and lakes, but the Trevi Fountain in Italy actually doesn't feature Neptune at all. Instead, the centerpiece of the Trevi Fountain is the Greek sea god Oceanus. So unlike Neptune, who would have a trident and a dolphin, Oceanus on the original fountain is accompanied by seahorses and tritons who are half man and half merman. Merman, like from Zoolander. Anyway... That actually shows how and why King Triton in Little Mermaid is actually completely accurate. Anyway, next time you visit the fountain, don't forget to take a coin. Use your right hand to toss the coin over your left shoulder, which means you'll come back. Two coins means you're not only going to come back, but you're going to fall in love. And three coins mean you're going to return. You're going to fall in love and you get married. So toss, but toss wisely. Anyway, I took all the correct entries, randomly selected one. And last week, you were once again playing for the exclusive WW Radio pin, keychain, and mystery bonus prize. And last week's winner, randomly selected, is Robert Carter. So, Robert, congratulations. I have your address and will get your prize package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So this week, I want you to simply tell me where in Walt Disney World have you or can you hear this phrase? Is Celine Dion here? That's it. Is Celine Dion here? Where can or could you hear that phrase in Walt Disney World? You have until Sunday, March 6th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern to go to www.radio.com, click on this week's podcast, use the form there to play for the pin, the keychain, and mystery prize. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in this and every week. If you have any questions about our Marvel Day at Sea Cruise or any Disney Cruise Line related questions, you can email me, lou at www.radio.com or better yet, post your question or comment in the WW Radio Clubhouse over on Facebook at www.radio.com slash clubhouse. You can also call the voicemail at 407-900-9391 with a question, a comment, or just a hello from the parks. Be sure to like the WW Radio page at facebook.com slash WW Radio. You can also connect with me elsewhere on social. I am at Lou Mangello on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. You can also visit LouMangello.com to find out how I can help you turn what you love into what you do with one-on-one coaching, weekly mastermind group, my Momentum Weekend Workshop, and retreat coming up in May. We only have one seat left for that. You can also find out how I can speak to your event, your conference, your business, or your school on a wide variety of topics, including customer service lessons we can learn from Disney, leadership, and life lessons we can learn from Walt, 
pursuing your passion, podcasting. Again, you can find out more by visiting lumangelo.com. And while I love connecting and chatting with you online, I still, and I always will, answer every email and message personally. I still believe that nothing beats a handshake and a hug. Visit our events page on Facebook or on the WW Radio site to find out not just about our upcoming group cruises, but our meets of the month in Walt Disney World, on-the-road events, our booth at D23 Expo, and lots more. And finally, my friend, and you are my friend, whether we have met yet or not, all I ask that if you like the show, please help spread the word by telling a friend, sharing out a link to this or your favorite episode on social. Tag me at Lou Mangiello, so I'm sure that I can see it and thank you for it. And if you can, take just a couple of seconds. You can now leave a quick rating over in Spotify or leaving a rating and review over an Apple podcast. I want to thank some recent reviewers like Rayo B 91 who says, it changed my life. The most positive, uplifting podcast ever. Gives me my Disney fix, especially since I can't travel to Walt Disney World. Lose fantastic. Can we be friends, please? Rayo B91 from Ireland, which is awesome, by the way. We already are friends, and I hope to be able to show you that and thank you in person next time you come to Walt Disney World. I appreciate you listening and from so far away, and I hope the show brings you, Rayo B, and you, my friend who's listening, not just a little bit of Disney magic when you can't get here, but I hope a little bit of positivity. I hope the show puts a smile on your face and it reminds you to find and choose the good and be the good towards other people because positivity is contagious. And if you spread positivity, positivity will spread. I love you. I appreciate you. One last quick reminder, please don't forget to join me this week, Tuesday, March 1st and Wednesday, March 2nd, maybe a little bit on Thursday, March 3rd, live from the Galactic Star Cruiser. Becky Mankin, me, my entire family will be on the maiden voyage and I will share it with you both on my Instagram stories and posts at Instagram.com slash as well as live. So please be sure to turn on notifications on both the WW Radio page and on the Facebook group. I cannot wait to share this experience with you. I love you. I appreciate you. I hope that this is your best week ever. So until next time, see ya. Hi, Lou. This is Rain Zukas from Plastow, uh, New Hampshire. Uh, I, uh, so, uh, today was very cold out. And as a result, uh, it got me thinking about a couple weeks ago. The question is because of WW Radio, I, uh, and because of WW Radio, I went on my first cruise ever. I made friends in this community. Uh, I, because of WW Radio, I had what I can define as the best vacation of my entire life, surrounded by people who I had never met that I now call friends. And I don't know how else to put it, but thank you, Lou, for building this clubhouse. Because without it, I've, I've probably spent the past few weeks freezing in sadness and instead... I have happy memories of all these great times. Hello, this is Yelena Belova calling in to say that I had a wonderful time meeting all of my WDW Radio Clubhouse friends on our Marvel Day at Sea Cruise. In fact, you are all so marvelous, you see what I have done there, that I will be sending all cruise members a box of my new Black Widow brand really good macaroni, now with hot sauce. Go be having a magical day now. Bye. 
Hello, Lou Mangello. It's Darlene Nagy, formerly of West Seneca, New York, and currently living in Central Florida. I am calling in with a countdown. And just to say thank you so much for the wonderful Disney Marvel Day at Sea Cruise. It was absolutely amazing to be with all of our friends and family again. It, the ship was beautiful and amazing. It was such a relaxing vacation. And the food, just the food, I was very surprised I didn't gain a ton of weight. <laughs> um, uh, but I did enjoy every single morsel that was on my plate. Um, you guys have a few cruises coming up in the near future, 156 days until that inaugural cruise on the Disney Wish. And then again on the Wish in 282 days, the Christmas Merry Time Cruise. And then the new announcement of the Bermuda Cruise next April. So you got about 403 days until that cruise. So, so exciting. Stay positive and stay safe. Love and hugs. Talk to you real soon. Batman is playing Galaga. Thought we wouldn't notice, but we did. These guys come from legend. They're basically gods. There's only one god, man. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. All right, hey. All right, good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. <laughs>